Well, hello again. Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alberigo, schoolofthought.com. Uh, Ali, uh, good to be with you today, sir, and uh, as, excited about what we're going to talk about. And you as well, Dwayne. Great to be on the line with you and back, you know, every week getting our um, motivational, like, uh, energy up because you motivate me, and, and I appreciate that. <laughs> so you were uh, you were saying something to me about this uh, shirt that I'm wearing uh, before I... Yeah, I, well, well I couldn't... If you lowered down a little, it, all I saw was TSK, and I'm like, "Why are you wearing a Tiger Showman Karate shirt?" And then uh, you said, "No," and then I saw, you stood up and I went higher, and I saw TriStar Karate because I know that they're like, but I don't even think it's TSK anymore though for them. I think Tiger Showman changed it to Tiger Showman MMA. They're now a mixed martial arts studio, not a karate dojo anymore. So they okay. they they followed that path. They threw away. They've thrown away their roots. And they followed the the trend to try to to try to capture more people. <laughs> well, which is, which, teach their own. Yeah, I know, and and that's interesting. I know, uh, I know, we have a great topic today. But just to quickly um, just talk about something with that, I had my conversation with my buddies this morning for breakfast, and I was talking about, you know, do we try to capture the market by changing how we think and selling out, so to speak, you know, like or you know, uh, if we're a traditional school, be less traditional, market to the general population, be less stringent, whatever the thing may be, um, or, you know, to try to capture more market, or do we then just uh, stick to our guns, teach what we love, and and change it? Like, I I don't think that the scriptures in a church, like the Bible, they're not going to redo the verbiage in like a hip-hop kind of urban, you know, urban, you know, type uh, slang although they want to try to reach out to the younger generation, will they, or do they change what they do and become something different? That's a weird thing, right? Well, there is the, uh, there is the message that's out there. It's a Bible called the message and, and they have made it more in uh, more plain English than ever before. Um, there are some, there's actually some passages that the way that it's described, I, I, I kind of like it better than the King James, just because, uh, you know, I am not versed in Old English, um, if that makes sense. And then there's the, the Amplified Bible, which I really like, because it will amplify different adjectives or adverbs, and, and uh, so it just has extra words to kind of uh, yeah. you know, amplify it, if that makes sense. So it's so not change the meaning, though. Right. And I like what you're saying, though. Now I'm thinking, like, holy mackerel, this is so so crazily serendipitously ties into what our topic is, is about communication, right? Creating this network of communication. And um, remind me to tell you about my, I was riding back from the diner listening to Gary Vanderchuk, Gary V on his podcast this morning. And he had multiple different segments. And one of them was on creating the, how he created his business to be as big as it is. It's all about that communication network. Yeah, today what we want to kind of talk about is uh, really answer the question, what what kind of business are, are you really in? Um, as a martial arts school owner, you know, we've been told, and this is true, that we're in the self-defense business. Um, right. But even when you take that, you, there's so many levels of self-defense where it's, you know, verbal self-defense, whether it's mental self-defense, whether it's actually physical self-defense, that's the obvious one. Um, so there's many levels that you can actually take and, and – kind of uh, spider off of, spider leg off of, um, just off of self-defense. 
And so on the surface, we're self-defense people or high people, whatever you want to call it. Uh, do you agree with that or disagree? I do, although I get a little bit of a um, – I get irked a little when I hear, like, well, what is self-defense? I don't teach self-defense or we don't teach that aspect of self-defense because I think that um, martial arts in general is self-defense. So, And I get what you're saying. There are different layers, spiritual, mental, physical, um, you know, all of those things. But in essence, I don't think one can be taught without the other. Um, and uh, I think that every aspect of self-defense has all those aspects under that one umbrella, or else it's not self-defense. That, does that make sense, what I'm saying? It's like, we're, it's, yeah, certainly, because if you, we're going to teach somebody how to break somebody's arm, but we don't teach them how to de-escalate the situation before it gets there, then we've done them a disservice. Right. Yeah, and or if we don't teach them how to talk their way out of it and walk away with a healthy ego, not thinking that you were a wimp because you walked away, that's also a failure of being able to defend yourself. So I believe that every aspect is, like you said, the spider legs, the spider web, they're all interwoven in order for it to be something. So, yeah, that's, that's, I just wanted to clarify that. So that's the easy one, right? That's the easy one to say right. that we're in we're in the self self defense business, um, right? You know, the, what would you say the next thing that we're martial artists are known for that we're in the business well, of what? Well, I I think though that um, nowadays it's more geared towards personal development, right? And uh, that's now again, yeah, that whole person personal development umbrella could be so so wide varied, right? You know, a shy kid no longer is shy. Uh, an angry kid is no longer angry. He's angry. He learns to anger management skills, how to think through an impatient child or adult, um, an out-of-shape person, you know, all of these things. So I think that it's definitely personal development. It could be mental personal development. And the other aspect could be physical fitness, right, would be that would be under personal development, but the physical side, the actual body, not the mind-body connection, but just the body. Right, yeah, to become physically fit and healthy, uh, live a healthy right. lifestyle. So, so right. we're in the we're in the we're in the fitness business. We're in the self defense business. Um, we are in the personal development business, uh, right. alongside of personal development. I would say uh, not just uh, uh, you know, like you said, the physical, but could be uh, mental or spiritual uh, personal development from anywhere from. Uh, you know, meditation all the way to goal setting and time management yeah. and, and like you brought up, anger management, those type of things. Uh, I think that, that we as martial arts school owners have uh, so many hats that we wear, um, but I don't know that we're actually understanding the real business that we're in. And the things that we've listed up until this point, we, we are in the business of doing those things, but that's not the real business, in my opinion, uh, that we're in. But before we get to the real business that we're in, what are some other things that we're looked at? Uh, do you, would you say, you know, people go, oh, yeah, they're, they're known for this, they're known for that? Well, well, I don't know, though. You see, that's the thing. I, I don't know if people look at us and say they're in the, the self-defense business, they're in the self-esteem business, they're in, like, a most majority of people who come to us in my school, I'm saying us, meaning me, um, are not, now it's shifting, by the way, it's shifting slightly now over the last year and a half, but um, for a period of time in the 90s, it was all about self-defense. Everyone was worried about defending themselves, what if they got mugged, raped, attacked, whatever, kidnapped, 
abduction, you know, then it shifted to this very happy kind of non, non-worrying world where it was all about the self, the self-esteem. As long as my kid's having fun, he's going to continue. You know, I, I, well, he's bored. He wants to quit. Well, don't you think he needs to learn this? Ah, you know, he listen, he could do flute. He could do baseball. So it shifted for a major period of time where it wasn't about self-defense. Now it's ter- going back to it because people are seeing um, young teenage girls getting cars that were not really Ubers and getting murdered. A young, gorgeous girl who jogs with her dad on the one day that they didn't jog together in Brooklyn. She goes out for a run and some crazy psychopath chokes her to death with a pair of headphones from his from his phone. You know, like these are things that you see all the time. So now people are going like, hey, you know, terrorist attacks, you know, whatever the case, shootings, uh, you know, so now it's being a little bit more, let's learn self-defense. But I don't know if people, still the parents, they see it as self-defense. They just want little Johnny to have fun. He's going to be a smarter kid. Now, I don't even think if they see the so, connection. So you're saying it's just another activity. That's that's what we're in the business of right now, too. To some extent, it may, it may be for some just another thing to do, another thing in between their seven other Groupons that they're talking out, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I think that, you know, again, and we'll get into it in a minute, but the real business that I believe that we're in actually um, not only supersedes all these other things, but makes the make, makes the uh, other things um, actually stand out more right. uh, than just an activity or just a, uh, you know, self-defense or place or just a... You know, I, I mean, how many times have you had to sit down and counsel people, right? right. I've been the, you're right. We may not be known for being counselors, but but uh, once the students get in there, I think that, you know, them and the parents believe that we are counselors. Like, we almost have some sort of counseling degree. What would you say to that? No, dude, that that, that is so true. I, if I had a, just two bucks back for every time I sat down with someone and talked to a parent, about their kid not listening, talk to a mom about how her husband is a jerk and the husband how his wife's a jerk and back and forth on all these different things. And then, hey, can you talk to Johnny? He's sitting his little sister. Or can you talk to Johnny? He doesn't want to come anymore. Um, you know, the, we, are, we are counselors. But then again, so were the old ancient martial art masters, right? They'd sit with their students and they would guide them through life struggles, you know, all of that. So that that was a part of what they did, but that's the problem. I don't think people value that and see that. They think of us as just another activity or, um, you know, just a karate instructor. But they, if they're missing out on the magic, the magic pill, right, that we yeah. all carry. So, <laughs> or just another authoritative person to back mom or dad up, or to be mom and dad because mom and dad didn't have yeah. to find to back themselves up. Right. Uh, we just had that. We we're sitting at breakfast this morning. Three of us having our meeting. And next to us is a table of six, mostly grandparents, because you could tell they were a lot older, and a mom with her, I'm going to say, three-year-old. And the three-year-old basically just did whatever the three-year-old wanted to do. So three-year-old got up, ran across the diner. The mom stood up, grabbed her. goes, And I see trying to guide the little three-year-old boy back to the table, the kid pushing his mom's hand away. Next thing he's off, really? hiding in the booth. Yeah, and then my, my buddy Mike said uh, – Boy, if that was my kid, I would have done one of two things. I would have picked him up and walked him outside and sat in the car and said, if you can't behave, I'm not going to subject other people to that. That's what he said. Or he said, I would look him in the eyes and, and say, you better get going and sit in that chair and don't you get up again. You know, and that's what my daughter I never had, never did any of that stuff ever. 
she never was um, disrespectful because she knew the all I had to do is look at her and she knew. And I never once ever raised my hand to my daughter, never once yelled at her in a way where it was like I was out, I might have raised my voice, but never once did I meanly say anything. So um, th that's the problem. Like you said, people are, they, they don't have a spine when it comes to parenting. They don't parent. Yeah. Hey, uh, those of you that are on the live broadcast, I'm curious, uh, go ahead and type in the comment section and let us know what, what business you think that we're in. We're, We've listed a few already, but uh, in case you got on late or or what have or, or if you if you think we're in a different business or uh, a, a, you know an extended business that you think that we're in, go ahead and put that in the comment uh, right. box. I'd like to hear you know we'd like to hear what you had to say about that. So um, yeah, so anywhere from uh, teaching karate to self-esteem to listening skills to being physically fit and active and uh, you know, goal setting and time management and anger management to uh, parenting 101, uh, parenting 102, <laughs> parenting 103. Yeah. Right. Can you think of any other thing besides, uh, you know, what I'm going to bring up? Well, well, um, again, I I don't want I know the topic, so I don't want to slip into it and then blow your your big reveal. So, so maybe we should just have you bring it up and, and let's chat about it because it's true though. I mean, we're leading down that pathway anyway, so you might as well unveil that. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that ultimately the main business that we are in as martial arts school owners is the relationship business. Mm -hmm. um, and that encompasses everything that we talked about and probably anything that any of you guys would put any comments about. But so much so that if the relationships aren't where they need to be, then, you know, self-defense isn't going to matter or the physical fitness isn't going to matter. The parenting 101 to 103 is not going to matter if the relationships aren't there and intact. And not only that, we have to consider the fact that over time, relationships change. Right. And, and, I, and if you could – Give the analogy. You do it so much better because this was your your student. Uh, how your yeah. relationship with with Tommy had to change over time, and then we can kind of expound yeah. upon that. Well, yeah, and and this happens to me all the time because you know we keep kids long for a long period. Not all of them, but we keep kids for a long period of time. And it's like seven years to black belt in my school, so um, they could start at three, and now they're ten. Imagine a three year old is not a ten year old, right? So, um, but so yeah, I had this kid. Is, uh, was one of my first students by the name of Tom Cat, like a little, little tiny five-year-old Tom Cat, right? And, you know, fun training, and he grows up a little, and, and he says to me one day, I don't like to be called Tom Cat anymore. I'd like to be called Tommy. So I'm like, okay, Tommy. And, you know, I called him Tommy, and then he got a little older. I mean, and then he said, hey, I'm not no longer, I, I don't like to be called Tommy. I'm, I'm Thomas. And, and then it went to Tommy. And anyway, long story short, years had gone by. He trained. He got his first degree black belt, and and then eventually grew up and went to college. and And now he's a police officer. And I saw him years ago, and I said, uh, you know, uh, I go. We used to call you Tom Cat, then we called you Tommy, then we called you Tom. And and he said to me, Sir, uh, you could call me anything you want, um, because without you, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, I I've used what you taught me many times in the real world as a cop. He said, but people call me Officer Thomas. Right, you know, so now everything changed, and and it was interesting because him in specific, 
I remember when I was a young martial art teacher and I slipped one day and he wasn't getting something in class. I said, what are you, stupid? And he was like devastated. And I, at that time when I said it, I caught myself and I was devastated as well because I knew how powerful my words were. But he's like, he thinks I'm stupid. And I go, I asked you if you were stupid. I didn't think you were stupid. But I realized then how impactful my words were. And, and I just had my buddies reprimand me today because I'm very boisterous on Facebook about my dislikes, the way people post things about bigotry and prejudice and all this stuff. And I basically call them out all the time. And someone sent my friend a message of me calling someone out on this whole bigotry thing. And he said to me, Al, you have to be careful with what you say because people will read what you say the wrong way and then they're going to think of you a different way. And I go, even though I didn't say it the way they're taking it, I we all have to be very, very careful with what we do and say. So, But that whole yeah. thing with Tommy, every single year or a few years, he elevated to a new personality. And that's just so hard. That's why I always say, you know, a school teacher has a kid for six or eight months, right? And then they move on and move out. I mean, that's an easy job. They're, they're, whole, they're used to getting connected a little, graduating the kid and sending them off, and then having a new group of kids. You and I and all of us that teach martial arts, we become so, so involved in the connection to that student that I literally sometimes feel like they're my martial arts children. I really do. Right. And I right. just recently was – I'm still a little bit bothered by this. I had some kids that trained with me for like three and a half, almost four years – four years, I think it was. And I just heard they went to the school down the road. Not a goodbye, not a not a reason, not like, hey, we just want to try something different. Or my dad, because the father goes to this Brazilian jiu-jitsu school. And um, so maybe they wanted the kids to do it. Because the last tournament, their kids didn't do so well in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament. Um, so, so I guess he wants to bring them to a school that could teach them how to do that. Meanwhile, my students, most majority, slaughtered that school in the last tournament, right? So we're doing our job. It's just those kids need more work. But they didn't even say goodbye. They didn't even say thank you. They didn't say we're going to miss you. Just four years of seeing them three days a week, and then all of a sudden I don't get to see them anymore. And the parents don't even think of it like that. Like maybe Shion is, Ali's connected. He's going to miss our kids. You know, where's that connection, that loyalty, that feeling? It's just weird for me. So, Well, and that's the relationship that I'm talking about, um, that – we need to make sure that we're building with each and every one of our students. Um, I know this was years ago. I had a student. Her her name was Samantha, and uh, her 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 brother was Corbin. So both of them were training with me. Corbin could not remember his moves very well. Like he always needed my attention. Mm-hmm. Samantha always always knew her moves, and so unbeknownst to so, me, I really wasn't sister, paying attention. Sister and brother. They were related? Sister and brother. Yeah. Okay. Sister and brother. So Samantha quits, and I'm, like, dumbfounded. Yeah. And she actually had the guts to tell me this. She goes, uh, well, you you never gave me any attention. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you spent all your time with my brother or these other students. And, one, she didn't need it. Like, she didn't need correcting very much. I didn't have to give her that much attention. But – what I didn't understand is she still needed to be praised. She still needed a relationship with me, and I didn't give that to her. And yeah. so I, I I, lost a relationship because I wasn't even paying attention to her in a positive light. You know, she didn't need any negative uh, correcting because she was perfect as a student almost. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So there's just – there's just so many things that we have to be aware of, really, and, and that that's a full-time job in and of itself is just 
having the relationships with these uh, children and parents, or if it's an adult student, just the adult student. Now, the nice thing about having a relationship with an adult student is you don't have the, the parent alongside of it. So it is only one relationship. But when you have a child in your program, you also need to make sure that you have a relationship with that child's yeah. parent to a certain degree as well, and that, you're, well, that you guys are speak, speaking the same language. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, not not at a, as a, at a certain degree. It, it's ultimately the only relationship conversation that you're going to have. You need to connect with those parents. And by the way, this is what Gary Vee was talking about on his podcast today. He's saying in the first first five years of him growing his business, he was so over the top building relationships and creating loyalty with clients and his employees and team. He said to the point where he was almost, that's all he was focused on. He says, but that's what builds his business now to a $60, $100 million company because those main people, clients and so on, was all he focused on. So if you're not connected with those parents, it doesn't matter how much those kids love you and how what great relationship you have with them because the minute they say we want to quit, the parents will go, okay, let's quit. So you have to be so deeply involved in their heads to get them to understand the values or else you're, you know, they'll just at the at a whim, yeah, we're going to take off for the next six months. We'll let you know if we're coming back. It's that easy to just throw right, it all away. Right. So since that's the business, the real business that we're, that we're in is, is a relationship business, right. what are things that we, we need to make sure that we're doing uh, to make that, uh, to make that connection? Obviously, with the martial arts, there's the whole uh, respect and discipline part that is mostly there, I would say, you know, for most students and even for most parents. And then you have the belt ranking, belt ranking system that, that, that at least shows that they're moving up in rank. They're not necessarily improving, <laughs> but that they're moving right. up in rank. Um, right. But besides those things and or a certificate they get every time that they get a new belt or what have you, what are relationship relationship things that that you know we need to be making sure that we do or you know are doing those you know, type of things? I mean, you know, it's go ahead. what's so odd is that you talk about and bring up certain topics, and we, my friends and I, just had this conversation this morning. It's just so weird. I I honestly am starting to worry and think that you have my iPhone bugged, and because you you know what's going on. Um, no, check this out. We were just saying that. I think situationally things have changed, and I, I use the analogy of a forest, right? And in my dojo, I have had five forests that were grown in my school. They started as seedlings. They'd grown up to be big trees. Then they burned down and died off, and a new forest sprouted from those seeds and grew. In fact, there are certain plants and certain trees that the pine cones will not feed unless a forest burns them or extreme drought and heat creates them to open and drop their seeds. So the, so somehow in the grand scheme of things, whether you call it God or, you know, the grand creator, they knew that, listen, certain times these forests need to be heated up, need to be burned down in order for the seeds to actually drop and grow. So I, and the reason why I bring up this analogy is because I've had five forests of people who are my key people that grew within my school and then eventually fizzled out and went away and I had a new group. And then that group lasted five to seven years, and I had a new group. I'm going on 29 years this year of running a school. I've had, like, five groups of solid people. They were my main players. They were the people who stood with me, went with me, traveled with me, and then now they're gone. I don't even hear from them anymore. So, so the real key is to build a culture. I think that the biggest thing is to build a culture within our school. If we do not build the culture, 
then we lose out and then we will not have those solid core people. And, um, and, and that starts, especially if they're young, it starts with the parents. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Right. Most definitely so. It does. Yep. Yep. No, it does. Um, so not that I mean, we could wade really deep in this, um, surface level stuff, surface level stuff. Okay. Obviously, from an, an intro, when you're doing an introductory lesson with somebody or their first class, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. there needs to be a connection that needs to be made. And during that consultation or appointment or whatever with that parent, there needs to be a connection that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. The simple one is obviously eye contact and name usage. <laughs> it just has to be done, right? I mean, yeah. it's down to the simplest, simplest act. I, I will tell you the next thing that we do is right after or at least that night, uh, if it's not directly after the introductory lesson, because we do all of our first classes, our intros, whatever you want to call them, on Friday nights. And so right. they'll come in on a Friday night, they'll do that intro, and then the very next week they'll start their, their trial. Um, right. My head instructor, Mr. Bean, he's the one that runs those intros. And then after the intro or at the end of the night, whichever you know, whichever he has time, he fills out a good job card. And he sends that kid a good job card uh, based upon what happened uh, it, you know, to to them or with that interaction. So immediately they're getting a handwritten uh, card. Um, and then we're doing our uh, email and video touches. And I, I think I shared with you like our five videos that yeah. they get yeah, and they uh, before they sign up. So, uh, you know, we're staying connected there. They get a, um, if they miss class, like if they didn't make it to their first class and or they missed any of their trial classes, we call them and say, hey, you know, is everything okay with Johnny? We can do a private lesson to make this up, blah, 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 that type of thing. So we're, we're, we're connecting there. Then obviously we connect at the, uh, at the enrollment conference. And then after that, that's when they get put into our, you know, two, four, six, eight, ten week, uh, call slash texting slash videos, you know, right. type right. thing. And then, uh, on top of that, they also get a personal, what the parent does, and also the student, they get a personal handwritten welcome card from me that comes from my system that I showed, what was it, a couple of weeks that, ago that, the, when we did relationship, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, we did the relationship marketing. So I have a, uh, I have a, a new student campaign and a new parent campaign that we put them in. Um, and so like the new student one immediately gets a card. And then, like, 21 days later, they get a second card from me that's handwritten uh, that just says, hey, you know, your instructors, we want to let you know I talked to your instructors. They said that you're doing really, really well. You're, you know, something like that. And it says, you know, you're on your way to, uh, uh, for, you know, testing for your yellow belt because that's our next belt right. after white. Keep up, the good, keep up the good work, that type of thing. Right. Um, and I've created, just as a side note, I've created two different ones of those because, you know, often is the time we'll have uh, one parent, but then they have two kids. And so each one of those kids need to be put into the same campaign, but, but they're different. The wording is different, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, so that's well, you know, so that Those are all great things. I mean, right, right now, basically, everything that you mentioned is probably geared towards dealing with the parents First, unless they're an adult student and they don't have a child with the program, right? So literally, literally your communication network is focused on getting them, and I don't want to use the word buy because buy is like money, 
but to buy into, to believe in, to be able to believe in the actual program, right? Yeah, absolutely. But those, but the cards, some of the cards go to the kid too. So, right, yeah, right. But um, I mean, it's still connecting to their parents, right? You oh, know, the kid true. gets a card. The kid gets the card. The parents are like, oh, he's so cool. He treats my kid so well. It's all about creating that culture where parents are tied into the program. And then, uh, obviously, uh, after they get their, they earn their first belt, yellow belt. I send a handwritten card. Uh, through the system again that congratulates them on their yellow belt. Uh, and then shortly after that, they get the, um, the one, I, I think I showed it, right? The, the dog one, the dog referral. Yeah, yeah, card. yeah, that was great. So they get that with a VIP pass. Um, and so we're just trying to make these connections. And, and those are all systematized to a certain degree, right? I decided that, right. you know, what's the experience that I want them to have on their way through? Um, you know, those type of things. There's also, uh, in some of those campaigns, I mail them a postcard with, uh, just to say, it's got water on the front or something like that. And it says something like, did you know that we, uh, you know, have, uh, bottles of water at the studio? So when you're done, you can get a nice cold, refreshing drink. In fact, bring this, uh, postcard, we send it as a postcard, bring this postcard in and, uh, you know, get, get, uh, get your first one free. You know, that type huh. of thing. And you know what? That's something that I've always talked about is creating a buying culture, and it's almost like programming, right? You know, we've talked about this. We don't have to go off on this. And, but what you're doing is, in essence, is getting them to get it, get used to getting a drink. First drink is on us. Now they're like, hey, yeah, we'll get another one tomorrow, or we'll get one a week, or we'll buy two a week. And then they create this buying habit, right? So where every workout ends in a drink purchase. Every workout ends in buying their kid a drink. You know, so this is how sometimes you amplify sales by creating that culture. And uh, one of my guys just said to me, I recommended him to read The Purple Cow. And he goes, you know, after reading this book, I realized that you do a lot to build a culture within your school that is like, you know, and I'm like, really? Like, you've been with me for two, two and a half years working for me, and you're just realizing now that there's a science behind what I do. I'm not just like some crazy guy. You know, like what, what everything I do is well thought out and, you know, and, and I'm really working hard on like this whole entire topic of this call is to build this relationship where parents are so into what we do and believe in what we do. And the kid says, I want to quit. They're like, you're not quitting. I don't care what you say. You got it. You're going to stick with this because I want you to get your black belt. I don't care if you want it. You don't want to go get in the car. That kind of mentality, because that's how people are, are able to develop good habits. Yeah. Like this lady yeah. at the diner, letting her kid run over all over. And then my buddy's like, he's laying on the floor now. He's just laying down face first on the carpet. I'm like, if my kid was doing that, I'd be freaking out. It's disgusting. But the mom is just like, they're just like, they don't know how to parent. They've never been taught. They don't know what to do. I got to stop talking. My It turns, I guess, in my ear. And then, uh, and then it, it sounds cut out. But, yeah, so we got to learn how to create that culture, right? Yeah, and I I think one of the, the like if somebody's looking to do this, I would sit down and decide obviously what do I want the experience to be when they, you know when when they're on the phone to right. the emails that they're getting to when they actually walk in, just all of those experiences and just start mapping them out and you know what I did for building the, like, white belt to yellow belt experience was right. I, 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 I took a group that when they came in, when they started at white belt, and I go, okay, 
This is what I mapped out the month before. I'm going to start doing it with them and just document it, put it into play, see how it works, blah, 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 blah. And, right. and then once they got, once they got the yellow, then I go, okay, what's, you know, what's the experience I want them to have the orange. And then I, I did the same thing. And so for me, white to, uh, white to black is, is, is four years. And so right. it took me four years basically. Right. To build all those touches at the black belt. Yeah. But now, right. now they're there. Now they're there. And I didn't try to sit down and do it all at once. I only did little chunks at a time. And if right. that, you know, if that makes sense. So that's what I would consider them to do. Um, is if you're looking to do something like this and build those relationship type things into your, into your culture, you, you can do it systematically and do it in a way right. that it doesn't seem like it's generated from a computer and all that other stuff. I'll give you a, for instance, I know we talked about this in the relationship marketing episode that we did a couple of weeks ago. And if you guys are looking for that episode, you haven't heard of it or heard it, you can go to school and talk.com forward slash, uh, two one two because it's the two hundred and twelfth call. <laughs> but okay. anyways is the birthday cards that we send out. And this year I'm sending out uh, birthday brownies. Like yesterday I had a student come in, he's one of my black belts. Um he's working towards a second degree and he said, Mr. Bremen, I just wanted to thank you for those uh for the card and those brownies. And I said, Did you eat them already? He goes, Yes sir. He said, I ate them all in one sitting. They were so good. You know? And and I get I get that. I get students coming up to me thanking me all the time. Uh, you know, for the gifts. And, and it's just a small little thing. And it's in the grand scheme of things, most of them are paying me 169 bucks a month. I can send them a card and a, and a $5 gift uh, on their birthday. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you know what's interesting? And, and this is what I love about the software we use, which is Spark, right? And I love the fact that um, I'm able to communicate via email uh, with people real time through the software. So I'm like, oh, uh, Dwayne Brumman, he's a student and he has a kid. I just click up your profile, it goes right to send a message. I can text or email right from it. And then it tracks our conversation so they can communicate. It's not like just a, a, a notice, a, you know, kind of advertising text message. I mean, we can have live comments back and forth and I can track our conversations and so on. So this is what helps me, really helps me keep my, especially with trial classes, like before they even got home, little Johnny did class. I'm going like this. Oh, I just wanted to tell you, your kid was an absolute pleasure. And what a smart kid that kid is, you know. And um, right away, they're responding, like, you know, and they love it. And then we nurture this relationship from day number one. If they have any questions, you know, what their struggles are, it all happens via text message. It's less likely to happen over the telephone. People feel, and what I've found lately, too, people really, they value their text messaging even more like they would value an email or a phone call. So meaning, like, if you text someone, they take it personal because it's a text message, right? So it's not like, you know, blanket, you know, spam text messaging. They don't like spam text messaging. You can spam email, they'll hit delete. You can leave a message, they'll hit delete. Um, and, uh, you know, but texting, people take it personal. So I, I like that. So I, I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, that's a big communication tool for me, building that relationship. And, I, you know, everybody talks about in the industry, right, uh, getting more students, getting more students and all that. And I think that that is very, very important. It is the most important thing to keep the, the flow going. Um, right. But if we don't develop the relationships on the back end or even from yeah. the start into the back end, 
we can fill that funnel all we want. And, you know, I always hated the, the, the hole in the bucket that everybody talked about in the martial arts industry, you know, go you plug the holes in the bucket and that yeah, type yeah. of thing. Close the back door. And the only reason I, yeah. And the only reason I didn't like that is because it, it diminishes, I, it diminishes the thought of who that person really is. It's right. It's not, don't put your hole, you know, your finger in the hole in the bucket. No, go get a whole new bucket. Like right. stop, you know what I mean? It, fix the relationships. And, if if you're having if you're having problems like one one thing is you know if you're looking at okay everybody at green belt you're losing you know 25% of your people all the time at green belt and if you're not tracking those type of things you need to be doing that anyways yeah. you know then then that tells you there's something up at green belt don't know what it is right. but there's something right. up at green belt you know and it could be the curriculum it could be the teacher that teaches at green belt it could be whatever right. it is but you really need to investigate it could be it could be that you guys are more hands-off at Greenbelt. So now they feel like they don't right. have the relationship that they had before. Yeah. So we need to take those things into consideration. Um, it, but number one is that we need to uh, make sure that we are developing the type of relationships that are everlasting relationships. And everybody's going to quit eventually. I get that. Yeah. But when, when they do move on, it's a move on. It's not a quit. Right. It's that they're genuinely have achieved the goals that they have set for themselves and they're moving on to the next type of goals. It's not that they're right. quitting. So for instance, I last week I sat down, had this kid, he uh uh his parents brought him in. He is he, he did his black belt test in June. He's doing his probationary period right now. July nineteenth is when he will uh be promoted to first degree black belt. They informed me that he's gonna finish out the rest of the summer. Right. But now he's moving into a tougher grade. He wants to try to, you know, do a few sports this year at school, and uh, and then, you know, if he doesn't like them, then he'll they'll probably be, he'll probably be back next year. You know that type right. of thing. And I and I praised him for that. I said, you know, look, your goal was to get the black belt. You're going to make it there. And and but now you're having a face to face conversation with me. And this it, it was beautiful because now when I see him at the store or I, you know, th- that's a relationship. There's nothing. Yeah, but you know what though. You know what's incredible is that parents don't realize how important it is to have that conversation. So you said something really important. Well, if if he wants to come back, he'll feel comfortable enough to come back because he left the right way. If he left and he didn't feel like he disappointed you or he's, like, done with you, but he's just moving forward, going to college, right, they'll come back over the summer and train, right? Or if they had a good relationship with you and they left on good terms the correct way, then they're going to stop in and visit and say hi or come to your barbecue that you do for the school or come and, you know, whatever, right? So, I mean, but, right. but most of the time, like what happened with me with the two kids, they, they didn't even say goodbye. I had another kid about maybe a year, a half a year ago, maybe a little bit more, um, trained with me three days a week for seven years, got his black belt, official black belt, and one day the parent said he hurt his neck in sports and he won't be training anymore. And I'm like, okay, can, can you guys come in and have a meeting? They're like, well, we stopped in. I'm saying, no, I'd like to meet with your son. Um, and they got mad at me. They stopped communicating with me. They were like, we just cancel our agreement. That's it. He got injured. Here's the doctor's note. And I'm like, but I just wanted to say goodbye. Like, he was like my son for seven years. We would joke. We'd kid around all the time at the end of class. I'd always say, because he was a big kid. He was like 13 years old, but he weighed like 195 pounds, and he was like taller than me. 
try to go, what are you up to now? You're about 220 jack muscle. You know, like we joke after every class, you know, 240 now, you know. And we had this ongoing kind of like little joking kind of relationship. And then, boom, one day he's gone. I never heard from him. Right. Like, and that's it. Like, I just had someone in my life that I liked, that I enjoyed spending time with. We had fun banter. I taught. I shared all my things. And, boom, gone. So, um, it's weird, though. We're always going to be looked at, though, sadly, as, you know, a school owner or a business owner. Like, I just taught Girl Scouts. After I was done teaching the Girl Scouts, I put it all together. When I was done, they walked up to my guy and gave him 20 bucks. Not not to me, but to the, my, the guy who helped me. And I get it. I'm the owner. And I said to him, I go, isn't afterwards, I go, isn't it amazing? I said, if they would have given me 20, I would have given it to you anyway. But I'm amazed at how they didn't even come up to me and say thank you and offer me something. Um, they just automatically look at the owner as like he doesn't deserve it. I mean, I put it together. I made the flyer. I put in the time. I hired the employee. I paid the employee. And I did it for free with a girl scout. Um, and, and not even like, they did thank me a few weeks later via email, but I came home talking to Nicole. I came home and spoke to Nicole, and she said, uh, well, listen, that's the way life is. You know, you're the owner. You're the head guy. Don't expect it. That kind of thing. Well, my my guys get uh, tips for birthday parties. Right. You know how many birthday parties I I uh, how many birthday parties I did before right. I ever had anybody do a birthday party? Yeah. You know, like teach a guy how to do it. Yeah. I never got any tips. In fact, yeah. two weeks ago I I taught two birthday parties because right. all of my guys everybody was out, so I had to do them. And I actually, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a, a wonderful time doing them. Um, I didn't get a tip. They didn't even offer to give me a tip. But I bet you if right. my guys were there, and maybe they're better than me. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing, you know? So. Yeah. I, I wonder, though. Like, I just wonder. It's almost like, you know, back in the day, people revered the martial art instructor as some, somebody special. Nowadays, I think we're so common. We're a school on every corner. Even though the people always go, whoa, you're a black belt. You could kick my butt. Or I'd love to have you in a dark alley if I needed you. You know, but now... Um, I think it's a little bit less likely to have that layer of respect where people really revered their instructors. Um, that's why, though, we have to teach that more often. We have to teach why you should respect your instructor, why you should help him carry his bags. In my school, traditionally in Japanese culture, you, you, you all sit down to dinner. No one takes a bite of food before the master instructor takes his first bite. It's almost like, you know, at, at a table and you've got the great-grandfather sitting at the head of the table. He says, okay, let's have grace. And then he's in charge. He says, okay, let's eat. People just don't start shoveling food without asking permission. So um, I don't know. It, it's a new era, but we can't give up on that. We have to teach those old ancient values so that they don't get lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that doesn't happen anymore. You sit down and you just yeah. eat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, like I, I, the other day, again, this this is something that I don't understand. So I'm at the Girl Scout event. My guy comes in to help me. One of my black boat girls and her parents come through the door. And they, they, I know they don't. I'm a vegan. I'm hard to please, right? Like, but they brought him a coffee, you know, not, you know, and here you go. And, and I thought that was nice. They brought him a coffee. They have a great relationship. But I'm, I, I can't tell you that sometimes I'm not feeling. What about me? Like, why end up bringing me a coffee? You know, like, why didn't you bring me, you know, that, but I know it's because I'm vegan and I don't have certain milks in my coffee. I'm a pain in the butt when it comes to that. But, like, sometimes I'm feeling like, what about me? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, no, I also think it's, it goes back to what you said is you're the business owner and they look at the right. business owner. I mean, that business, you know, business owners are looked at 
differently in this day right. and age, in this world. Right. You know, we're the we're you know even if we're not a big business owner, like you know we're looked at as oh well, you know everybody's looking on that floor going, oh, this guy's making a killing, you know, not knowing what it costs to run a business, not knowing, you know, uh, that the new $15 minimum wage, blah, 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 is going to do X, Y, Z to, you know, I mean, they're not taking any of that into account. They don't know how it is to pay insurance and uh, they have no idea what what it costs to cool down a building like that or heat it and, Right. Hey, Master Park just joined us. He's uh, one of the owners of Spark, so that's pretty cool. He's on here with us saying hello, and uh, if you're there, uh, thanks for being there, sir, Um, and having you out here. I see him on here. Um, So, again, going back to, like, for example, I just did my Mother's Day and Father's Day, and and I had my daughter say, how much did you pay for those shirts? I'm like, they were about, like, five and change, 550 bucks and change for Mother's Day and Father's Day. That's $1,100 I could have put towards my daughter's college fund. But I bought these cool shirts to give away to um, to the parent, and um, but I'm proud of it. I really am. It made me feel good, and I also think about it like they're happy. They they appreciate it. They're wearing my shirt. I appreciate it, and it's this great synergy. So we go back to that whole relationship marketing mindset. Um, you know, like a relationship. That's what we are. We're nothing but a small little community of uh, you know of like-minded people doing something that we love together. And whether it's the parents yeah. bringing their kids or us teaching their kids, they're part of this nucleus. Well, I talked to uh, – this is a question that I asked uh, uh, Grandmaster Hafner at one time, Keith Hafner. And, and I said, you know, why, why don't you have multiple locations? Um, and he, he, he tried that before. Uh, but what he decided to do is he said, you know, look, I, I just want to be my local town hero. Right. And, you know, in order to do that, you, ha- you have to build relationships. And you have right. to build really good relationships. Um, right. And isn't that really, like, especially in today's day and age, even more so than ever before, isn't that what everybody's looking for? Everybody's looking for yeah. a relationship. Like, they, everybody wants someone to believe in them and to like them and to know them and, and, yeah. and, and, and not have this, uh, uh, you know, digital relationship but to actually have a, a face-to-face, I know you, you know me, we high-five type relationship. They're hungry yeah. for it. And we are built, our business is built to have that type of relationship. And right. when and if we do that effectively enough, and it's not right. to take away, not to take away from teaching of martial arts. I'm not saying right. that we uh, water down anything. Well, what I'm saying is when we do that and we do it effectively, I think that's what makes us different than all the other schools. Not that they don't have relationships, but we need to make sure that we're the ones that actually have good relationships that are, yeah. that are years and years and years lasting. You know, I right. have my instructors who, who have worked for me in the past that have gone and, and grown up and moved on and have families and I've been to weddings and I've been to funerals for the, you know, their loved ones and different things or that, you know, uh, weddings for themselves or what have you. But just a simple call or a simple text on their birthday. I got, I got it in, in, in my program to remind me right. to do that. And right. they're amazed every single year that, you know, when I do those type of things. Um, yeah. It's just a simple thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I value I those relationships. In fact, I, remember last year 
uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but but last year I wanted to do a uh, a bow staff camp, right? And uh, years ago I had bought the uh, uh, XMA bow staff stuff, and and right. I, when I say years ago, I'm talking back in 2004 or 2003. <laughs> is right. How long ago it was since I taught all that stuff? <laughs> well, my one of my instructors named Tyler. He was really good at the bow, and so good that like. I just started having him teach it because he was just, he loved it. He ate, 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 slept, drank, bow staff, right? And so I gave him the videos and what have you, and he started doing it. And, and uh, so I, I called him up on the phone and I said, hey, Tyler, I, for some reason I can't find my videos for the bow staff. You wouldn't happen to have them, would you? And he's like, I'll look. I don't think so. He said, but look, if I, even if I don't have them, he goes, I'll come down. And and I still remember everything. You can videotape me and blah blah blah. So so here's the funny thing is I found he didn't have the the CDs, you know, the DVDs. I found the DVDs, but he goes, I'd still like to come down. So yeah. him and his wife, his wife was pregnant. Him and his wife come down. They spend probably five six hours with me at the studio. And we go out to eat and stuff like that. We videotape and yeah. just have a blast. And he was willing to drive down on his own dime. To do all, I mean, I bought lunch, obviously, but it, it was just that's the relationship that I want with, you know, you can't have you can't have that with everyone, but that's what I want everyone to feel like they're having. Does that make sense? It, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny. My good friend Mel Abraham, who is a uh, business coach, um, it, a post just came up on Facebook that he did, and it says it's not just about the coffee. The culture you create will outweigh your strategy every time. You've probably heard it over and over again. Get a business plan, get a good strategy, know your customer, and on and on and on. But what will make these things fly and elevate your success by creating throngs of loyal customers and team members is your culture. What's the environment you're creating for those you work with? Um, you could just say for those you teach, right? How do they feel supported? How do they feel cared for? How are, how are you creating champions for your cause? Um, I get it in the old industrial age of thinking and productivity is all that matters, but not today. Offline and especially online, it's time for you to connect in your u unique way with touching the heart and the minds of those that you serve. Crazy, right? Yeah, he's, that's uh, it. That's he's it. such a great guy. We're over now. So everything that we're talking about, and that really boils it down to that. I mean, where if you're not connecting – they're short-lived. If you create a connection, there's more, they're more likely to stay a lot longer or stick with it through tough times, right? And, and um, I find that, you know, spending money on shirts and spending money on, you know, free things. And even, uh, and this is totally accidental, my one head instructor's sister is a school teacher and they did field days and they had a bunch of watermelons left over. So she's like, you want them? He said, yeah, you got them. He cut them up in slices. And we, we've been on Saturdays leaving them out on the counter. Kids do a class, they grab a piece of watermelon. And it's like this kind of fun thing. It brings more of a family vibe. It's more of who we are um, and, you know, what we build. Like, because I want you to be a loyal friend, but I have to be a loyal friend, right? Like, if I'm just a jerk and you're a great guy, I mean, you're eventually going to say, I don't want to be that guy's friend anymore, right? And that's the way we have to create. But, I, you know, I'm also old school, so I'll say, hey, listen, I'm giving so much, I want to see something in return from the students as well. I want to see that loyalty. I want to see them, you know, coming to the next event if I ask them more than a few times. I want to see them come and help me in class. I need to see some reciprocation as well. 
But that's right. not very realistic, though, in this day and age, right? So, But it's still expected from me. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. So hopefully, uh, I don't know, I, later on, if you guys are listening to this later on, you know, feel free on, if you're watching the video on our on our Facebook page, feel free to comment on, uh, you know, what we talked about today with regards to the real business that we're in as a relationship business. Um, yeah. Not to under undercut any of the other things that we talked about, but without the relationship, we, we, we can't really teach martial right. arts. Um, we won't so if you have any comments, no, 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 yeah. So if you have any comments, put that in there. And or if you're listening to the podcast, you can go to schoolintertalk.com uh, and uh, go to this particular um, uh, episode, and it's uh, be schoolintertalk.com forward slash 214, so 214. Uh, that's our, this is our 214th call, uh, if wow. you can believe it. That's, Alex. that's crazy. So, hey, and then uh, next week, I don't know about you, I, I, I'm off. So we're closed. Yeah, what is next week? Uh, What is next Wednesday or Thursday is uh, July 4th, right? Well, yeah. So we're not going to do a a podcast next week if you're cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I may, depending on how I'm feeling and what's going on in my schedule, jump on and do a five or ten minute quick little thing. You've been posting a lot, which I love, on on our page. So everybody who's on there, post, ask questions. We enjoy the interaction. Um, try to keep it less commercial. Don't advertise another, you know, whatever service, but try to just help people, share with people, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so, yeah, so then if we don't do the call next week, we'll see them back on the next following week, which is July 11th, I believe. Yep, yeah. Well, it'll be July 10th would be the Wednesday. But, yeah, everybody have a great Independence Day. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, have, enjoy some time, hopefully, with your, your family. Hopefully you guys are, like, closed since it's on Thursday. Hopefully you're closed. Well, like, are, you closed the entire, are, you, are you closed the entire oh, week? Oh, dude. Oh, you know I am. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm closed Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, I mean, at least I got a long extended weekend, but good for you. So now I understand why you don't want to do Wednesday's call because you're off and you're going to shut down and you're going to recharge and you're going to have a good time with the family and so on. So I probably will do something quickly on next Thursday, uh, next Wednesday, I'm sorry, and then um, my lunchtime chat on Thursday. Um, but, uh, hey, listen, quickly before I sign off, I've been doing my lunchtime chat with my daughter. And um, for the last four weeks or three weeks that we've done it, the, the, the watch, the people who watch are like triple. Like it's, it's the highest rated, you know, group amount of people viewership with my daughter on there because I think a lot of us older people are trying to hear what a young 19-year-old girl, 20-year-old girl's perspective is on life. And they're sharing it with their students and sharing it with the parents and so on. So I thought it was pretty awesome that that's happening. Um, but uh, we want to try to learn from them know and ask questions so i think that one last thing is to ask questions as well find out what people want find out what their goals are find out if you're achieving those goals with the families and um continually keep searching once tommy tomcat became tommy his goals changed once tomcat became tommy and then became thomas his goals had changed and i had to change along with him um, I couldn't be that goofy, silly little kid going, good boy, you know, like I'd be like, yeah, dude, come on. And then later on it was like, give me a bow. You're a tough guy. You know, like that. everything has to change. And that's what makes our lives so tough because we're evolving with the students. And it's not easy to know where they're at in their life. So I think those are some good points. We It was a great call. Yeah, yeah. and I want to close with Zig Ziglar's uh Quote is where he says, you know, you can have everything in life that you want if you just help enough other people get 
what they want. Awesome. All right, dude. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much. Great talking to you, Dwayne, and, and all the listeners and viewers. And I'm honored to be on here with you. So thanks and have a great week. Yeah, and have a good fourth. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.